This is Wrestling for the Faith. Wrestling for the Faith. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wrestling for the Faith. I'm Casey. I'm the coach. And we're back with you again for another black coffee session, coach. Yes. I, I, this is, I know y'all heard us a few weeks ago, and now I've got the coach drinking another oh, cup woo. of. <laughs> ah, yeah. He's got a, another cup of black coffee. He's getting a few more hairs on his chest. I have to admit, I've been drinking more black coffee here lately. I don't know what's going on. You just kind of get used to it. You kind of, yeah, it kind of gets, uh, It'll taste like garbage, but you kind of get used to it. <laughs> so I'm kidding. I remember, and I, I'm, I don't think I brought up this exact instance uh, last time we talked about black coffee, but I remember probably um, 2006, 2005, 2006, somewhere in there, um, I was working with David Young, and at the time he was he was in TNA. You know, TNA was really getting going, and uh, they were they were hitting a good stride and bringing in you know building a lot of homegrown talent. You know, and uh, and I had worked with Dave on a show, and I and at this time, man, he was he was looking great. Yeah, I mean, amazing. And I said, so Dave, I need some diet advice. And he said, okay, anything that looks good and tastes good, don't eat it. Mm -hmm. Everything that looks horrible and tastes horrible, that's what you need to eat. (laughs) (laughs) It's as simple as that. I was like, oh, man. Simple advice, right? (laughs) Simple advice. But, hey, solid black coffee. You uh, You don't have all kinds of sugar and all that other junk. Yeah. Don't know. Sugar it down, or water, or milk it down with water, and all that—you know, all that stuff. But <laughs> milk it milk down, milk it water, water. You, you milk know. it down with water, or you water know. it down with milk. Water it down with milk. There yeah. you go. You know what I'm trying to say. See, black like coffee's already getting to me. <laughs> it's, it's already got you jacked up, like jacked up See? on Mountain Dew. Damn, I'm already over here, man. Getting ready. I'm about Woo. to start wooing. <laughs> oh man. Well. uh before we before we get going, and neither one of us really have any clue where this conversation is right. going to lead, neither one of us really had anything major on our hearts, but uh, we just said, "Hey, we'll we'll hit the green light and and see what happens." That's what we usually do anyway, so, right? Yeah, just, it's, uh, we just go where the spirit leads us, and. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about some wrestling, talk about... I do want to go back now, all right, from last week's podcast, because my wife corrected me. She did. I said, I drove down there, and I forgot that I drove halfway, and she drove the other half. So I didn't intentionally do it. I just... It slipped my mind. So she did drive half the way to Jacksonville. Oh, okay. So she made it very clear that, hey, I drove... Or I drove most of the way down there, too. I was like... Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> the only the only conversation that I had with mine uh, was about you saying that you thought they were convicted, you know, yeah. by listening oh, yeah. to the podcast. I told you, I told you that. Too. And uh, and and she said, "No, I'm not convicted. Not not at all." Said, okay, but she never said another word about it. Right. She didn't try to tell me that anything that I said was wrong. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, they wasn't happy about us talking about female drivers, right. but uh, she did not tell me that I was wrong. So, <laughs> That's true. so uh, my wife was gracious enough to remind me of that, and wasn't intentional. I did that. We were just talking about you know female drivers and stuff. But we can do that. You know, we celebrated 19 years of marriage this past Sunday, so it's all yeah. It's we're all good. Just. uh 19 years. Wow. I thought about that. So. I know. Ain't that we, something? We had a lot going on. We we both forgot. We got up last Sunday. I was like, well, today's our anniversary. <laughs> you know, we a lot of personal stuff going on, but right. she's like, happy anniversary. I was like, happy anniversary. I totally, we just totally, you know. Yeah. It was on the back burner. 
compared to everything else. So, well, and 19 it, years, buddy. That's that's good. 19 years. Uh, that's so I've been aggravating her for 19 yeah. years, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yep, like I've said, we, we've got some good women, they've put up uh, with us uh, for a long hard. time, and I mean. I, I'm pretty sure I started aggravating right from the get-go, and I'm sure you did, too. Day so. one. Day one is day, I'm sure. It's kind of, to me, marriage was kind of like, I mean, even in the dating dating phase, um, marriage to me, I, you know, I'd always been taught in wrestling, you know, when, when somebody's wanting to break in, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm going to train somebody or something, I'm going to roll them around, I'm going to stretch them out, yeah. I'm going to make them run the ropes, I'm going to make them bump their heart out i'm gonna make them you know puke and see if they keep coming back you know so it's you know i'm seeing how much passion they have and and how much heart they have for the business so in the same way with with marriage you know i i i make sure that she still has a, a a heart and a passion for me yeah you know i got you my wife's been coming back for 19 years and Vice versa on that. So, yeah. How about that? So, this Saturday night, tomorrow night, June 17th, I will be at Primetime Wrestling in Center, Alabama. This is one that you do not want to miss. Um, it's going to be a it's going to be a great event. So everybody in the Center Alabama area, be sure to get out to the community center. Uh, you can look up Primetime Wrestling on Facebook. Has all of the information, uh, door opening times, bell time, uh, ticket information, the lineup of matches, which is a good lineup. Uh, myself, I will be. I believe for the first time ever taking on Cabana Man Dan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've said that he is one of the best pure wrestlers that the sport has to offer today. But I ain't coming to just wrestle around. I'm coming to fight, and I'm coming to go to that pay window, Daddy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's why you in there. That's it. So primetime wrestling tomorrow night. Be sure to come and join us in Center, Alabama. It's going to be a card that you do not want to miss. Yep, so we had a show this past Saturday, C1W. How many yeah. bumps you take, pal? I was there. Uh, I don't believe there was any. I don't think there was any either. Well, and see, that's how it, that's how it goes that when you a become a... half a bump, but we... Yeah, it, it was more of a roll. It's more of a roll. Yeah, so... But, yeah, I mean, hey, when but, when you're the old crafty veteran, you know, hey, you don't you don't have to... You don't have to do all that stuff if you don't want to. No. And... The match looked just as good as if it, I went in there and took 20. It was a good show. <laughs> I was there in the crowd. Uh, yeah, really enjoyed the show. It was a very solid card, this uh, this show. So uh, Championship One Wrestling runs every Saturday at 1.30 McDonald School Road, McDonald, Tennessee. Get out and check them out. Um, they are they're up and coming. They've got some good guys coming in there. And so uh, I will be back soon. I know a lot of people are not happy with me. Uh, we won't. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> yep. I can't talk about it right now. Can't let the cat out of the bag on the podcast right yes, now. Sir. But I will be back uh, in the next couple of weeks to explain my actions this past Saturday. And uh, it's something that people will definitely want to hear. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to them. I know a lot of guys that. You would train, were there in matches, tag matches. Man, it was, it was really good. Good, solid uh, show. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Really did. Very good. Was you about to say something else? No. Oh, you just take another <laughs> another good sip <laughs> of that <laughs> black <laughs> coffee, baby. Woo, buddy. Woo. <laughs> I'll probably get half a cup, pal. I don't know if I can finish Oh, that, come on now. I'll you can, you can do that. That's, hey. Hey, hey, half a cup's good, right? Well, if you drank the whole cup, you might grow some hair on your legs. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, uh, a few minutes ago, I don't want to. I don't want to run off without mentioning this. You uh, talked about you know some personal things that was going on that you know made y'all actually uh, really forget about y'all's it anniversary. Like, but uh, yeah. just want to mention, um, you know our. Of course, you know, we've been in contact ever since it happened, but 
you know, have everybody out there to be praying for you and your family as uh, your dad went on to be with the Lord this past yes. week. So yes. uh, I didn't get to know him really well. I was around him, you know, a few times, and but uh, he always seemed like a great guy to me. He did. He always enjoyed the wrestling show. He always asked, Casey's still wrestling? Mm. I mean, I, last couple of years, you know, his health declined, and he couldn't get out like he used to. But he'd always ask about, hey, how's Casey still wrestling, still preaching? Uh, ask, ask about you quite often, man. And he always remember Cannon. You know, <laughs> Cannon rode with us down there when they lived in Georgia. Yeah. I guess he's about three or four year old. Yeah, I remember that. And he remembers that. Wow. I mean, my dad remembered that up until, you know, his passing. And he, uh, he actually got sick while he was on the cruise, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm thankful the Lord gave me another gave us time to get back. Right. You know, because I, I don't know how I would have handled it if something happened. We're in the middle of the ocean, and I'm nobody not, can get in contact yeah, with you. Yeah, we didn't have yeah. no cell service or nothing like that. So, so uh, yeah, and we got off the boat Saturday, and my mom wanted me to call her, and I kind of knew it. She's telling me to call her when he talks, so I kind of figured it was serious. And, uh, but he passed uh, this past Saturday, so tomorrow we'll have a memorial for him uh, from one to three in Chatsworth. And just, man, it's, uh, it was funny. We was talking, and I was like, seeing him the way he was the last few days, I mean, that broke. That was hard. Yeah. But now that I know, I have no doubt where he's at. Mm-hmm. And, man, the peace that I have is just, you know, people ask you, are you okay? Or how you feeling? You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing okay. It's it's kind of weird. It's so much peace. It's just, I don't want to say strange, but it's just kind of like, wow. Mm-hmm. I'm just grateful the Lord gave us time to get back, gave us another week with it, and uh, he's not suffering anymore. Right. That part was hard, seeing him just lay there, you know. Yeah, I, I, I would think that it would probably be harder uh, to watch somebody suffer than it is to mm-hmm. know uh, that they're in their heavenly home. Yes. And I mean, you know, with your dad, there was no question. You, like if you said, you had peace. I have no doubt about it. It's him. I mean, he read every day. I mean, I've got stacks and stacks of the, my mom's given us uh, just stuff that he's wrote. He he's he loved to write poems. Mm-hmm. So I've got a bunch of that stuff. And uh, he studied every, we talked about the Lord every time he was up there, man. And, the last, you know, last couple of years, it was hard. It was hard to hear it too. So it was kind of, it was kind of difficult to talk mm-hmm. a lot of times to him. Like he just, you know, he could hear, but he couldn't hear very well. So, but man, he just, he loved the Lord, man. He and people asked, how would I describe him? And he's the most humble person that I ever knew. Mm-hmm. Honestly, when he prayed, man, he. You can just tell it's from the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's tough. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's been tough, but so much peace, man. It's just, there's sometimes I like, Lord, why ain't I just crying? And just, right. I am, but I'm not. You know, it's just like, it's happy tears. I'm just glad he's not suffering anymore. And, man, I have no doubt that I'll see him again, for sure. Right. And, you know, <clears throat> I went through, uh, similar situation it was you know uh with my cousin Mm -hmm. dustin and his wife you know uh this past christmas and i mean the difference is you know theirs was totally unexpected right yeah but i knew who they were as people I, i knew their hearts and uh you know so much like you I knew exactly where they were, and I knew that they were at at more peace and comfort than they have ever experienced in their whole entire life. And, uh, you know, as tragic as the situation was, it wasn't, uh, it would have been totally selfish if if the Lord gave us the opportunity to have brought them back, Mm -hmm. you know. So um, when you know that someone is, is ready to go, and that they're leaving, they're going to leave a legacy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot easier to to be at peace on those situations. And you know, for 
there were there were times, you know, that that it would hit me, you know, but for the most part, I was I was kind of like you're explaining and I, I would kind of be like, Lord, you know, why am I not being so emotional right yeah. now when everybody else is going crazy? Yeah. So, you know, it's been a few days and it'll be a. It'll be a week since he passed, and I'm sure it'll come and go. You know, right. But, and there's times it hits me when I'm just, you know, I'm sitting there or whatever, you know. There is times it hits me, but, man, there's so much peace that only comes from knowing the Father. Yeah. And, man, I was blessed with a earthly father, but, man, there's a heavenly father that loves us. Man. And I really don't, don't know how people can go through any situation, really. Mm-hmm. Without knowing that the Father in heaven loves you, He loves us. Right, we have a relationship with Him, and the peace that He gives, man, the world can't give that to you. They just can't. You, you're exactly right. There's a peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah, I've been thinking about that verse a lot, and just, uh, yeah, man, it's just, I don't know. You know, there's several different places where where Jesus talks about, you know, having peace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in some translations, the Holy Spirit um, is, is talked about as the comforter, mm-hmm. you know. And when we have that relationship with the Lord, when we know who we are and, um, you know, we can have that peace that surpasses all understanding, a peace that... That is beyond this world, uh, you know, that people just can't comprehend. And, uh, you know, he said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. Yeah. But, uh, you know, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world, yeah. you know. And so the the trouble don't last forever, you know. Yeah. Um, but with that situation, you know, um, we always hate when somebody passes but especially in this case you know like you said your dad's health has been declining for the last couple of years and mm-hmm. you know now he is at peace at peace you know he took so many medicines and man you gotta take that stuff no more he mm-hmm. can walk now it's funny because we was getting ready to go back up there and see him right right before he had passed Mm-hmm. I was in the shower and I was listening to Brandon Lake's gratitude where he talks about you turned my morning into dancing. Mm-hmm. And man, the, the spirit just came over me in the showers like he's dancing now. Yeah. And it wasn't, we got the call that he was on the way back up to see him and he had passed. It may have been at that moment yeah. that I felt that peace. It may have, I don't know what the time was, but just an overwhelming peace that came over. And, uh, man, it's, uh, I'm just thankful that, like I said, that the, the father gave us another chance to get back here before mm-hmm. he went on. You know, we got to spend another week with him, so. Right. Man, I, I feel it's, it's so, there's so many out there who think that, a relationship with Jesus or uh, being born again, being saved, however you want to go about, you know, your terminology. So many people, you know, think that it's just about picking up a book and reading the to-do list and the rules and the regulations and this is what you've got to do and this is this is how you've got to live. And, and so they push it away and they, they run from it. They don't want... They don't want uh, to feel like they have to be told how to live. Um, but that's not at all what it's about. Um, you know, it, it's, not, it's not about you um, going through rules and religious regulations and routines. Right. It's about the Holy Spirit coming to live in you and... You being able to experience peace 
in these kind of situations. Yep. The Holy Spirit leading you and guiding you, not you looking at a list of rules that you that you've got to keep. It's the Holy Spirit who keeps those rules for you. You know, when you're born again, your desires change. So it's not that you're having to to run and and start doing all of these good things. It's, you know, he changes your whole desire. Yeah. You know, all of your desires, uh, you know, begin to change after you're born again. And one of those natural byproducts of salvation um, and being spirit led, I want to I want to use that caveat because there's a lot of people who are born again, but they're still fleshly led instead of spirit led. Yeah. And so when you're being flesh led, then it's it's hard to feel that peace. But when you're being spirit led, yeah, you well can said. you can have that peace. You can understand uh, what the Lord is doing, even in those situations where it's hard to understand what is going on. You know that your God is good and that everything he does is is right. And so you can have peace in knowing that. Yeah. Uh, we were talking a few weeks ago about, you know, the world will tell you, man, we're all going to heaven. We're not. You're not. If you have, if you're not born again and you don't have that personal relationship with Jesus, what's the Bible tell us? I'm the way, the truth, the life. Yeah. No one comes to me, to the Father, but by me. Right. And you have to know that you know Jesus as your personal Savior and just, I would like for all of us to go to heaven, but if you don't have that relationship, man, it's just not, it's not going to happen. Right. The Bible tells us that. Must be born again. You know, uh, so, you know, I have people close to me who, who claim to be Christians and, you know, whatever terminology you want to use for that. But man, Bible also says we're known by our fruits, right? Exactly. And you don't see no change. There's been no change. I mean, I question, are, do you really truly know the Father? Mm-hmm. Do you know how much he loves you? Because if you did, you wouldn't be doing the same old stuff over and over and just keep doing it over and over again. And no no repentance. Yeah. No change, you know. Uh, it's really heartbreaking too, man. Yeah just to see people close to you. But, man, I'm thankful for your family. I'm thankful for the kingdom family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, uh, our family and just... And it's really sad when something like this happens. Everybody tends to come together, but then... it After it's over, everybody scatters everybody again. Everybody goes back to their... You know, it's sad. It shouldn't be that way, but... Right. It, that's, the way it, that's the way it usually is, you know. Uh, I used to say that we used to have family reunions, right? Now, family reunions are at a funeral. funeral. Yeah. It's sad, but it's just, it's true, man. It is. And uh, so I just hope that anybody listening, man, if you don't know the Father and how much he loves you, man, because I've been there, brother. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't know how where I'd be now without the Father. Uh, it's without a, the Holy Spirit and just probably just being shambles <laughs> be honest yeah. going through something like this. But right. The peace that he gives, you know, it's not I but Christ that's in me. Yeah. Galatians three twenty. I was reading that on the way here and just Man, I'm just I'm just thankful that I was blessed with an earthly father, but man, I also have a heavenly father too as well and just Man, I'll see, I'm going to see him again one day. That's just, right. Man, I just have these different images in my head of my dad just just running through them gates, man. Just however you want to put it, you know, <laughs> just having a good old time. Yeah. Not worried about, I mean, just he's there and everything that he went through and he he was the most humble person I ever, that I ever know, man. Well, and, you know, and you mentioned that a few minutes ago, and that I, the first thing that comes to my mind, and you might not want me to say it, but 
the apple don't fall, fall far from the tree because, you know, I mean, in my book, you're pretty much that in my life. I appreciate it, man. Um, uh, you are like, you, you know, we've discussed it, I believe, here on the podcast before, but, you know, there was there was a time where me and you were in a, we were in the church, uh, a side room off in the sanctuary, just praying. And, you know, the Lord, the Lord showed me and told me to tell you that I'm like John the Baptist and you're like John the Beloved. And, you know, your, your tears and your emotions and, and your uh, humility just let it flow and don't be ashamed of it because that's who he's created you to be and you're going to reach a lot of people through that, you know. That's who, my, that's, who, that's who my dad was, man. He was he was that person. So I guess that's where... Man, I'm just... It's just so much peace, man. I, I don't know. It's hard to explain, really. Just... You feel things, but it's like, wow, it's just... Thank you, Lord, for the time we had together and just knowing that, man, we're going to be together again. Right. Another time. Just to see you later, you know. That's it. So goodbye, I'll see you later. That's right. Uh, it may be different tomorrow. You know, we have the memorial tomorrow. I'm sure it really hit me, but like you say, we went through these times when you lost your cousin and stuff. It's just, but the peace surpasses all that. Yeah. All that. And, I mean, it, it's... It's, it's natural for you to feel, you know, hurt. Right. That's what I, I was about to say. That's our flesh. So, you know, of course, we're going to miss him. Of course, I'd like to see him. Yeah. But I wouldn't bring him back for nothing, man. Right. I would. Yeah. I mean, we want to spend as much time with people while we have them. But, um, you know, it's totally selfish for us to want to bring somebody who was a follower of Jesus back. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, knowing where they are and uh you know the bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord yeah you know and that was one of the things you know in that uh that same uh passages of scripture there you know paul's talking about you know he would he would like to just die and and go on and be with the lord you know but he also realized that if he stays on earth then there's more people that could be brought to the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, uh, through his his writing and sharing of the gospel. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's the peace that a believer can have because, you know, Paul said, you know, <clears throat> I'm good if I stay or go. Yeah. Either way, whenever the Lord's ready for me, I'm good if I stay or go. And you look at this world today and how so many people are in a frenzy. And I have... I have just randomly asked people, you know, here and there, what's your biggest fear? And most people say death. Yeah. You know, and for me, I don't want to leave my family and friends behind, mm-hmm. but I'm not afraid of death. That, that's me. I didn't I talk about this often. I'm not afraid of death. It was just a part of, man, I don't want to leave my family. Right, but as far as the death part, yeah, it doesn't scare me either. Cause, man, I we know where we're going. Cause we have that relationship with the Father, right? You know, and uh, I just hope people come to to the realization that they, man, they need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Man, it's, life's so much better with Him. It, it I'm definitely having, is. I mean, even through all this, man, I'm having the time of my life, brother. Right. You know, even through the the troubles and the trials and the sorrow. Man, it's worth it. Yeah. It is. Amen. Well, is there any wrestling conversation this week that I have not been caught well, up on? Because uh, let's see. if you've watched anything, you've watched more than I have. <laughs> I have been working my way through uh, AWA Super Clash 3. Okay. <laughs> I haven't got and, to watch anything. Uh, you know, I usually... Uh, on the network, whatever Peacock now, just watching old stuff. But I, you know, last couple of weeks I didn't get to watch anything. Uh, so yeah, go That's, ahead. Well, I mean, that was that was basically what I was saying. As far as 
as far as watching anything modern, I have not. I've not kept up with nothing. I've, you know, seen on social media where they've uh, given the women, you know, new titles and uh, whatnot. I but, didn't watch uh, Raw from last night. Watched it a little bit today or Monday night. Watched it on the replay. And uh, they, they gave Rhea a new title. And, of course, they gave Oscar a new title from SmackDown the last Friday. Basically a copy of the new ugly belts the that they gave yeah. the top guys. Yeah. <laughs> we, so, we won't get into that discussion again. Know, so y'all want to y'all want to hear that? Go back to last <laughs> week's episode, and you can hear us talking about uh, the, uh, the WWE Championship confusion and, and the ugliness. I'm more confused now than I was. <laughs> than I was before. <laughs> so, so real the belt they gave her, she'll be the new world, the women's world champion. Yes. And Asuka is the WWE's WWE champion. women's champion. Yeah. So why wouldn't, oh man, here we go again. So I'll just, uh, yeah. Why wouldn't, if they're doing that because, are they going to phase out the universal? Because uh, Roman, currently, they're calling it, now, it don't say it on the actual championship. It just right. says WWE Undisputed Champion. Mm. Okay, so are they going to begin calling that the WWE Championship again? And then you got the WWE Women's Championship? Mm-hmm. And then the WWE Tag Championships? Okay, if that's the case, uh, and then on Raw, they're going to have the World Heavyweight title, the Women's World title, World Tag titles, yeah, like they did you know, after they merged with WCW after a couple of years. Yeah. If they do that, then I'm guessing uh, some of the higher-ups listened to our episode last week because it <laughs> sounds like they're, you Maybe. know, coming back to, to reality here and what, what looks better. But I don't understand if they're not going to phase out the universal part on Roman's title, then why would they have not called Asuka's She's she got the SmackDown title, right? Yes. Okay, so why would why would they not call Oscars the WWE Universal Women's Champion, right? Instead of just the WWE Women's Champion. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, I don't know. I'm guessing they're gonna eventually phase out the Universal part out. Which well, that's totally fine with me. I, I think the WWE title has a has a more of a lineage, you know. Yeah. Um, and then. The world title. So if they go back to that, everybody out there, listen to me. Uh, listen to me good. You know, all of you uh, WWE uh, management people and, you know, Hunter, if you're listening right now, uh, Road Dog, all of, all, of, uh, all of those up there who are, who are listening to the podcast, uh, go back to the WWE championship on one brand and the world title on the other brand and the world title lineage goes back to the NWA and then the WWE championship lineage goes back to Bruno and Hogan and Ivan Koloff and all of those. So that's my suggestion. Uh, y'all just keep writing down my pointers and y'all will have a great product up there <laughs> sooner than you know. I do know that. <laughs> Oscar's WWE Women's Champion. It will, it will go in the lineage when they started that title, which I think was 2018 when they started the women's, the WWE. Okay, women's. so that's what they said. Yeah, according to the footnotes on what I read today, uh, so that falls in that that lineage when they started that women's WWE Women's title, not the world, but the women's. You know, they started. I think it's 2018 when they. Well, they had a... They had like a Divas. And they had a Divas before that. Then they went to the women's again. But there was a women's way back when. It seems like I remember that too. Like 80s, they had a, a women's that like Rock and Robin had. And yeah, I remember I'm, I'm that. sure, you know, at one point Moolah had it and whatever. I don't know. But I mean, so I don't know. It goes back to something. Now, where does the women's world title lineage go? I don't know. I was just reading about the women's, the WWE Women's Championship. It would be cool if if the WWE Women's World Title went back into right. the lineage of oh, like yeah. the NWA and stuff too, because I know, uh, you know, well, I mean, with the World Heavyweight Title too, the men's title, I know several people who have held those. So that would be, you know, that would be really great to. 
yeah. you know, hear their names mentioned or at least see it on a on a website in that lineage. That would be really cool. Yeah. You know, it would be really cool if uh, if uh, WWE, you know, started a WWE Tennessee heavyweight champion. Yeah. And then that lineage goes back to the NWA because, yeah. you know, then my name could be on their website <laughs> somewhere. There you, you know? go. But aside from, you know, the the pictures or whatever, if you go back to the, the 2010 11 time where we was doing the uh, Cody Rhodes assistant stuff, but, right. you know, I, I could actually be listed as a former champion. That would be cool. Yeah. That uh, be that's, cool. that's a pipe dream. That ain't never going to happen. Sounds good to me. <laughs> I like where you're heading with this, man. <laughs> oh man anyway okay there's that yeah yeah more championship confusion that's all i've got to really watch here in the last few so so yeah i i've not kept up with anything i just saw that they gave new titles to the women on uh on social media it's pretty and it's the same thing i, I just kind of glanced at it and was like okay well whatever i mean at least maybe they're giving some uniformity to the belts i guess yeah Whatever. Uh, if they do redo the tag titles, instead of doing the uglies like they're doing for the women's and the world title, which I'm sure they probably won't do this, it would be awesome if you brought back the like late 80s, early 90s WWF tag titles. Yeah. I, I love those titles. Right. Uh, anyway, so I've not watched anything modern this week. Uh, I turned on AWA Super Clash 3. Um, I was wanting to watch some good old school psychology, and so I I thought, hey, I'll check out some Jerry Lawler stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I remembered him and Kerry Von Erich, uh, you know, for the, the AWA world title and the WCCW world title unification match, you know. Uh, I've not got to it yet. I think I'm about four matches into the card, um, but you know I'm I'm just going through and watching a lot of these old matches. And one thing that I noticed that I, I would like for people to to go and watch and just get this reaction. So uh, in one match, uh, I believe it was Sergeant Slaughter and Colonel De Beers. Okay. This is a boot camp match, so anything goes. But, like, the first, if I'm not mistaken, like, the first weapon used, Colonel De Beers takes a belt and wraps it around Sarge's throat and starts choking. Yeah. And it was a chorus of boos. Now, listen. Remember, we've talked about psychology, and we've talked about if we don't overuse things, yeah, then they can be... Big whenever we need them to. When was the last time you seen somebody choking somebody else in the ring with an object and the whole crowd was going nuts and booing that loud over one simple little thing like that? Yeah, that's a good point. It's been, I can tell you. It, it don't hardly happen. I, I mean, some people, ah, he's cheating, he's cheating. But, yeah. but as far as the whole, as far as that grabbing people's attention, like it did in that match. And, I mean, I love Sarge, but, you know, that match wasn't anything to brag about. It was just kind of a brawl. But but that one simple thing caught my attention. I thought, man, just listen to that crowd over something so simple. They ain't killing themselves. They ain't taking 50 bumps. Yeah, Just sure. wrapping a belt around and choking. Yeah. And Sarge is selling. And that crowd's going, they're eating it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen anything like that. I'm just going to check that out. Uh, AWA Super Clash 3. Uh, they also tried their hand at a women's street fight lingerie battle royal. Oh, yeah. Man. Uh and I'm glad that it was nothing like mid-90s WWF, <laughs> you know, lingerie battle royals or whatever, but... But, you know, I don't remember any of that from when I was a kid. But no. when I seen that on the card, I was thinking, are you kidding me? You know, it was just funny to me. But one thing, uh, Bambi and Peggy Lee Leather were in that. Mm. And I don't know if you remember them, but I know. I remember that, Bambi. Yeah. So so Bambi and Peggy, they, they traveled together a lot. Uh, they were good friends with Ted Allen. So, 
you know, I was around them some whenever I was around on the road with Ted and, and shows that he would book, you know, and he would bring them in some, but man, they were just this, this old pair that they traveled the world working each other. And, you know, to see them on that stage yeah. was, was pretty cool. I remember as a kid seeing them, uh, come to local shows, you know, I'm, I'm five, six, seven, eight years old watching local shows and seeing, you know, Bambi versus Peggy Lee mm-hmm. and, uh, which I don't believe we mentioned, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Peggy Lee passed away. Um, but I've not seen either one of them in Lord, probably 15 or more years. Right. But, uh, but yeah, man, a classic, uh, a classic example of, of a marriage in the business. Like, you know, a couple of guys, you know, and it used to be really common. It, it's not as common anymore, but it used to be really common where there was a couple of guys who had a lot of great chemistry and they would, instead of just trying to get themselves booked, you know, they would get, they would call promotions and, and try to get the match booked. Right. You know, and you had a tape of that match. So here's what we can offer if you want to book us. And, you know, they just travel together and, or, you know, tag teams like, um, but you just, one of those would be like rock and roll and midnight. Yeah. You know, they went territory to territory oh, working yeah. each other, you know? So, um, that was, that was kind of how Bambi and, and Peggy Lee were, but, uh, but yeah, man, but that lingerie battle royal, whenever I saw, when I first turned it on and saw that they were advertising, I was like, Oh my lord! And, and what, me and me and John are sat here. What you know, year was this? Nineteen eighty-eight. Nineteen eighty-eight. Mm-hmm. Me and John are sat here watching it, and I was like, "Oh, this is the most awful <laughs> women's wrestling." And I mean, I'm sure if you would have put a couple of them in there together yeah. in a match, they might have had a solid match. But but it was just it was a battle royal, and they were just you know trying to pull their clothes off, but they got nowhere near what mid nineties WWF. Yeah. You know, it got to wow. 1988. Uh, the, <laughs> the, the woman who won it, um, which was funny. Her, her name was the terrorist. Yeah. And, uh, I guess her gimmick, she was a French woman. And I don't know, was there something going on with French terrorist in 1988? I don't, I don't remember. I was only three. I was 10. But she sounded French. I, I believe that's where she, but, but her name was the terrorist and you don't see many women, you know, for the most part, women have had names, yeah. you know, the regular shoot sounding names, but her name was the terrorist and she didn't wear a mask or nothing. She was just, you know, a chick in a little, kind of tight dress looking deal, black tight dress looking deal. And her name was the terrorist. And I was like, well, what's your gimmick? I mean, I I don't, I'm not getting it with, with the name, but whatever. But anyway, she, she went over in the battle royal and the chick that she, uh, beat, I don't even remember her name, but I mean, she had some of her clothes ripped off, but she looked like she was still fully clothed. So definitely not WWF mid nineties. <laughs> right, right, yeah. you know? I don't remember seeing any panties or, or bras or anything in that, in that match. <laughs> 1980. I'm going to check that out, man. It's just... I was not, you know, I being from the South, I was always uh, brought up more on. Now, I mean, I watched the WWF uh, when I was a kid, but I was always pretty much stuck on NWA, WCW, you know, Smoky Mountain, Mm -hmm. the Southern stuff, you know. And so um, I didn't really watch much AWA until my late teens or, or, you know, after I, maybe even after I got in the business and just started looking for different stuff to study. And I mean, AWA, you know, had, had some great matches. You can go back and find great matches, but I used to watch, um, the AWA classics on ESPN and, uh, man, that was, they, a lot of their matches was just, uh, you know, I, one good match that I tell people to study uh, tag teams especially uh, was 
Doug Summers and Playboy Buddy Rose against Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, the Rockers mm-hmm. for the World Tag Titles. Man, now I think that was along about 87, 88. Now they had some good stuff. Uh, so kids out there that want to learn, uh, there's you a good one to to look up and study into. But, you know, they, they had some decent matches, but they were, to me, they were that Northern style, and it was... It was kind of a mix because, you know, coming from Vern Gagne, you know, he was more on the wrestling side, but uh, they wasn't quite as entertainment as the WWF was, but they wasn't as much, um, I don't want to say they were not as much sport as the NWA, but they, maybe it being that Northern style, it just didn't click you know, yeah. with me like the Southern style stuff did. Yeah. I was saying, well, I think we talked about this a little, just you and I. Uh, but, yeah, watching, the, growing up in the South and watching the Southern wrestling and all, and I'd watch the WWF. I'd flip it over everyone's on or if, when we had cable at the time or whatever it was, one of the few times we had cable, and yeah. flip it over there. But watching the Southern, it, that was just real to me. It's like, yes, these guys are... I mean, these guys want to hurt each other. Right. And they're just wrestling. They're just, I, it felt like they literally don't like each other. Mm-hmm. And I you know, watched the other, you know, watch the Northern stuff, as you call it, and just so gimmicky and just right. cartoonish. And we talked about, and no, you know, no disrespect to them or anything. It's just. Well, they're I the ones still standing. They're so. still standing, <laughs> yeah. So just being down here in the South, I guess, and just, that's, that's what we watched. Maybe I could have, because that's what we've seen, you know? Right. Uh, I always I always had... But the good guy and the bad guy, some of these guys, I, man. Yeah. I mean, I was... No, you don't hurt me. Uh, I always, of course, uh, talk about this. I was a Sting fan, so... Yep. That's my hero, man. I'll be beating up my hero, and I'm just like... And uh, it just seemed so real. Yeah. I mean, some of these guys, they're going to kill each other, man. They don't like each other. They want to win. Right. And just watching the other products, like... Well, like you say, they're the ones still standing. So they yeah, <laughs> they did something right, and you know. But right. I mean, the the southern was style was always you know? yeah. It was definitely it was definitely a, a completely separate products. Mm-hmm. You know, up until like the mid late nineties when WCW started. Sadly, uh, now they they still I think had a lot of really solid matches. Yeah. But they started trying to get more like the WWF, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> and I think that was a big part of their downfall is because they tried to become like what they were competing with yeah. instead of being something completely different. And, you know, I believe that there's room for both, you know, because I would flip to WWF and I would like the larger-than-life guys and the characters, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I would also flip over to NWA, WCW, and, and watch you know some of those Flair Steamboat or or you know Dusty Flair or uh, Midnight Express versus the Southern Boys or Midnight Express versus the Rock and Roll Express or Tully and Arn versus whoever. I mean, you know, you just get really good solid wrestling matches. Yeah, you know, in the Southern style stuff, and so. I was always more of a a Southern style watcher as far as what I right. kept up with, you know. Yeah, because you know we had TBS and it was what was on, so it was like, and this is what I was used to seeing. Right. But even now, you go on back and watch. You know, you would want to go back and watch old WrestleManias, and you can still just see the, I can just feel the difference and just see it. You, I can still see it now. But man, it's like it's great now. You just go back and watch, man, all kinds of wrestling. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's probably what I'm watching at home. But I was just, yeah. I'm just watching wrestling. And no, I mean, that's and that's what I tell. I go back and just watch it. You know, I don't remember if you were there the other day. Uh, you may have been at this session, but I, I remember asking, you know, yeah, our trainees. I said, yeah. you know, what's the last match that you watched? Mm-hmm. And you know, they were naming off some stuff, and I ain't gonna name names, but there were several of them. I said. Do not study that. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and I, I I gave them, you know, like Arn Anderson, mm-hmm. Bobby Eaton. Uh, I said, 
I said, go back. I want y'all to go back and watch nothing above like 1990. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Watch that old school stuff. Study that old school stuff. And and I told them, you know, you can you can watch some WWF stuff, but I would prefer that you stayed more on the NWA, yeah. you know, stuff. Just or world class or mid south. You know, watch watch some of that old territory stuff because man, there was so so much good wrestling in there. And to get better, you've got to come to the place where, you know, it's okay to still be a fan, but you've got to come to the place where you're watching a wrestling match to study, to pick the match apart, and to take things to incorporate into your character and your move set. Right. You know, uh, so when you get in the business, you're no longer just watching as a fan. You're You're watching to to try to better yourself. And so I would much rather them be watching that old stuff than, you know, some of these guys were talking about some stuff from just a few years ago. And I'm right. like, yeah. no, don't be. And not that, not that everybody was horrible. Not that everybody is horrible. I mean, my Lord, they've held more world titles and made more money than me. Yeah. So yeah, they they were doing something right, or they had the right look, or they were in the right place at the right time, whatever. Not bashing them, but I, I'm just talking about as far as you know, for a young wrestler to to learn their craft, I want them to be watching really solid old school right. wrestling. Yeah, you know, not not the gimmicky stuff, not just the entertainment stuff, not the choreographed stuff not the you know spot fests and all this other stuff i want them to i want them to watch a match flow yeah and and learn to do that because i really believe uh you know i mentioned it a few weeks ago and i'm not saying this in a conceited way but i've been on cards recently where i go out and do just a straight walk and talk southern style match and get over like a million bucks. The match gets over, not just me, the the whole match, yeah. you know. And it's it's a credit to to me and whoever I'm working with. So um but we go out there with the mentality of hey, we're gonna go out and listen to the people. Mm -hmm. Uh and you work your hardest to make me look good and I'm gonna work my hardest to make you look good. Right. And that's the formula. That's it. And uh and then, you know, have guys go on before or after me and watch their match. And, I mean, of course, I, I've already pretty much watched it in the back because they, you know, went over every spot about 20 times. Yeah. And uh, so watch their match in front of the live crowd, and there's a couple of oohs and ahs, but as far as everything else, they're just kind of people are sitting on their hands. So – it's so important for people to learn to listen to the crowd and have that crowd interaction. You're going out there to give the people what they want. Mm -hmm. They're the customer. They're paying your salary. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, so you're not just going out there to put on the match that you want. You know, you're not just trying to pop the boys in the back. You're going out there to entertain those people. So think about them. Think about what listen to them and think about what they want. I remember I don't know if I ever mentioned it here, but I had worked with uh you know, or I had traveled with Ted Allen, you know, for for a little while and then uh but I'd never actually worked with him in a match. Right. And uh so, you know, he would get me booked on cards with him and I would go and help set up the ring and, and work the shows and I but I would be working different people. Well we uh go to down, I think it's South Alabama or right around the Pensacola area. And uh, it's actually, the show was promoted by Wild Samoan Sika. And uh, that's Roman's dad, Roman Reigns' dad, for anybody that don't know. And so, but it was kind of like a, like a Legends reunion right. kind of thing, you know. And so, <clears throat> there's, the Samoans, there's Fargos, there's, man, so many of these old territory guys. Yeah. And 
they end up putting me and Ted against each other. And I'm like, so the whole time I'm, I'm like, you know, Ted, Hey, uh, we got anything special we want to do out there? Ah, we'll, we'll figure it out. And then like, we're almost to the point of music's about to hit. And I'm like, Hey Ted, you know, what's, what are we doing? What are we doing? Ah, I don't know. He said, we'll just listen to the people. And I said, well, what's the finish? He said, I don't know. I'll figure it out when we get out there. Just listen. Okay. Yeah. And I, you know, I was terrified, but I, you know, here I am thinking I'm on a dang show here with all of these legends, you know, WWE hall of famers. And, you know, uh, I want to look good here, but Ted took me out there and I listened to him and he made me look like a million bucks. And he actually put me over. I have no clue why I was the nobody in the crowd. Nobody knew who Casey Cage was in yeah. 2005 or whatever that was, you know. Nobody in, in that town especially. And so, <laughs> but went out there and listened to the people. And we come back to the back, and he, he gave me a, a lesson. And I know a lot, of, a lot of guys today don't like hearing this. And it's not a negative on them. It's just, hey, think about these things. You know, but he come back and he told me he I went to him and thanked him, you know, for the match. And he said, everything OK. And I said, it is great. You know, and he said, listen, he said, there's going to be times where, you know, on, on TV or whatever that you you'll have to kind of have more of a structure than we did. He said, but it takes a brain to memorize a match. Mm-hmm. But he said it takes true talent to go out there and wing it. And still get over. Yeah. And he said, don't ever forget to listen to the people. And that's what so many do today. They go out there with their match structured the way they want it. And whether the people are buying it or not, they're going to do their match. And that's not what this is about. This is an art. Yeah. And it's about listening to the people and doing, giving them what they want, you know. That just seems easy. I don't know how you could remember every spot that you want to do. It's like it's tough. Them being a brain, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way I can, because, you know, just being a referee, and I just go up to, if I'm doing their match, all I need is something knows to finish. Right. If I count the one, two, three, or what we do, that's yeah. all I need. <laughs> but just hear them go over it and just, not, not all of them, but a lot of them, you know, a lot of them do. It's like, man, there's no way I can remember all that. Right. I want to do this here. I'm going to do it. To me, like you said, it just it, it take talent just to go out there and listen to the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's always the thing I enjoyed about it. Just it's like an art form, man. It's just to watch these two guys who want to win. Both of them want to win, and they're just they're listening. They're you know, so when I when I'm we're in training, and the way you, the way you just get back to these the ones you're training, man, and the knowledge you show them and tell them. I don't know, facial expressions, all that stuff. Listen to the, listen to the people. Mm-hmm. I think it's great, man. Just the, and as a ref, you know, I, I'm always learning too. So it's like, just to remember a match, just, I still say, there's no way, man. There's no way I can it's, remember it, every spot that we wanted to do, and just it gets tough. And it, I mean, me and man. me and uh, you know, I, I know I've told you this story, but me and Rivers, mm-hmm. you know, when we were tagging. A lot of times, you know, we would have young guys come to us yeah. and they would lay out everything they wanted to do. There's just no way I could. And we would just listen to them. Mm-hmm. And, and then we'd say, okay, got it. And then we'd get out there in the ring and whichever one of us was in first, as soon as we, soon as we lock up with them, we'd say, remember all that stuff you called? Yes. We ain't doing none of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just it was it was funny a lot of times we would end up doing it you know we would we would end up doing it our way yeah. but we would let them get their stuff in uh it wasn't that we would just you know right. completely yeah. destroy yeah. anybody but it was just like listen we'll we'll call this and we'll throw this in here and a lot of times it was just us uh, enjoying being mean and and watching guys get scared, but I, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, another great episode in the books, guys. Thank you so much uh, for joining us today. 
Be sure to share the Wrestling for the Faith podcast. Hey, if you've been blessed or gained some good wrestling knowledge from this, share it. Let people know about uh, the episodes. And if you have any questions, thoughts, comments, praise reports, or prayer requests, feel free to email us at wrestlingforthefaith at gmail.com. For the coach, I'm Casey Cage. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Wrestling for the Faith. Don't forget to follow Casey Cage on Twitter at RealCaseyCage. Follow Chad Lale on Twitter at CWLale underscore Gunner. And follow the show at Facebook.com slash Wrestling for the Faith. 